Troy Deeney is seven scoring forward. He's creeping up. He is seven dollars. He is owned seven percent. Seventh in scoring, seven dollars, seven percent owned. It's a heavenly player. What is this? <laughs> is he is he a angel? All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. I am enjoying, you know what I'm enjoying right now? What are you enjoying? I am enjoying some excellent coffee, Mm -hmm. thanks to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just got done with probably one of the best, biggest muffins Mm -hmm. that I've ever had in my life. I, I, I show up at Scott's Record this morning. And he hands me this tray of coffee and like these huge, huge muffins, like the size of my coffee cup muffin. And as he's walking out, he goes, Brian, Brian, he goes, hey, Dave, stir the glaze. Yep. Got to like, stir the glaze. Thinking, what does that mean? Stir the, stir stir the, glaze. the glaze. And then I look on the, <laughs> on the tray and there's this like almost a cup full of glaze, like lemon orange glaze meant to, to drizzle and and drain all over the muffins. It was absolutely amazing. We started this podcast off well. Kudos to, to your my wife. wife. Yes, Leah. absolutely. Oh my goodness, crazy. Absolutely. And she baked them in your oven. It wasn't like she went out to Panera and got these. No, no, these are entirely homemade. I can't even believe So, the, real quick. Even just, the glaze. Real, amazing. So, just real quickly, the blueberries mm-hmm. and the huge blueberries. Oh, man. It's like blueberry, banana, Bana- okay. muffins. Yeah, I just wanted to give her credit for the With like a lemon orange glaze Culinary perfection yeah. that mm-hmm. was put in front of us this morning. It was. It was delicious. Anyways, not to hijack your open, but just saying. Uh, and I think that's going to be the open. Let's just get right into it. We had a wonderful weekend of matches. Not as good as the muffins, but it was Muffins it was a are fun... a metaphor for the weekend. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> the muffins are a metaphor for the weekend. Homemade. Ten matches. Homemade, delicious, I think we've, sweet cream. I think we've lost the metaphor. <laughs> I think we've lost the metaphor here. Just like this weekend. <laughs> yep. Lost. <laughs> Let's talk about the matches. Hey, we're going to go in order of the way they were played this weekend. So if you're looking for information on Tottenham Manchester City, Just, that's the one that we want to talk about too, but we are waiting towards the end because that was played on Sunday, yeah. Look, just skip ahead because we're no, gonna cover don't some, skip anything. Just, just skip ahead because we're we're gonna cover some dog games. <laughs> just <laughs> don't skip. Ignore the fifteen <laughs> second skip button and listen. We've got good things to say. We're gonna let Dave gush again about Arsenal, but not until I gush about Liverpool first. <laughs> and we're gonna have uh, all sorts of things to say about some pretty wasteful plays this weekend. Wow, if there was kidding. one word to define the weekend, the soccer Holy weekend. Smokes. It was waste. So we'll highlight that too because that could have impacted your fantasy lineup. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's get into it. Starting with our Friday match, something I'm still not used to. And I don't think the uh, the players are either. It snuck up on a few fantasy players, I know, at least least one or two that I know of that forgot to set their lineups. Which works well for the rest of us. No problem. Go ahead. Everton won. (laughs) Crystal Palace won. Good game. Go ahead, Brian. If only there were some way, a device of some kind that would that would let <laughs> let you know when things are happening. It's just 
Or a place where there's information of some sort that you could access that would like, tell you when things like are happening. Something you could always just have at your fingertips, Brian. Yeah. It like, always just alerts mm-hmm. you. It gives you a notification, like, oh, there's a you. game coming or something. Yeah, something that would compute the information for you. Yes. Brian, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Where would we find such a device? I don't know. One day when that's invented, it's going to be a great day. Hey, how about the Belgians? This was uh, a battle of the Belgians, or as uh, someone, I think it was Robbie Musto called it, the battle of the Belgian beasts. Oh, pretty sure he threw yeah. the beasts. Robbie in Earl there. is it? Is it Robbie Earl or Musto? I think it was Robbie Musto, okay. but I could be wrong. Musto yes. wasn't on TV this weekend. I'm just asking. Not on Friday. Not on, on a Friday, Dave. Maybe he was in my face. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Know. I love Robbie. Te- technically, I love I didn't Robbie watch. Musto. Yeah. I do too, but he I had nothing Robbie's. to do with my fantasy lineup this weekend. Sure. Yeah. But Battle of the Beasts. Yeah. Romelu Lukaku scores for Everton. Not to be outdone, Christian Benteke puts one in for Palace. Are you surprised that that was Lukaku's first ever free kick goal? I I am, actually. I was really surprised when I saw that it was Lukaku and that it came from a free kick. I haven't seen him take many. Is that the point? Like, is he just on the training ground trying to... Barkley usually takes his share. He's just been out of form. Uh, Morales was out. He was on the bench. So they had a free kick in a dangerous spot, and they looked around, and Lukaku maybe, goes, "Maybe oh. Dale Lefeu, maybe Dale Lefeu, <laughs> would he do that? Potentially, He's, he seems like the type that he would take like free kicks. Free, yeah, Potentially, sure. I mean, you're not going to have Blassi step up. Well, there. listen, after that, I want to have Lukaku take a few more. Maybe I guess the question though with the free kick was less about Lukaku's skill scoring the goal and more about why the wall didn't jump well Delaney said after the game why they didn't jump tell us about that it was Delaney's call as the captain of the defense Mm. and he said we were worried or he didn't say we were worried but in the back of their minds was De Brown's kick the week before where he just blasted it on the ground underneath the goal squirted it under the jumping wall so Mm. obviously Coutinho did that once last year too so we're starting to see that there might have been a lack of communication or uh, no, I mean it sounds like they they follow well, through on lack of communication between Mandana did not know that they were that's that that that's my point. The goalkeeper, kind of like the most important guy in this piece, good call. Yeah, did not know that they weren't gonna jump. Inform your goalkeepers, walls. <laughs> inform always now, walls if you're out there. Inform your goalkeepers what if you're, you're gonna, gonna do, be if static. you're gonna jump or if you're gonna advice to walls. So I don't know. Here's the thing, though. Even if Mondana knows it, what's he doing? How's that changing how he's defending that play? It's not. Well, he's got to stay by his... He's going to have to know to stay close to his near post, which in this case he didn't. I think on some level, like, if you're going to be in the wall, like, you got to have one or two guys possibly jump, like, like stagger. Out. Maybe you don't have everyone jump. But it, it's it's kind of cool, though, that you're in, a, in an area or so close in a spot where... The wall jumping is depending on whether or not this ball is going to go in or not. I mean, it's pretty crazy. But it was weird that, it, yeah, that's it was weird to see that it was obvious that any, even maybe the slightest jump <laughs> would have stopped. Probably would have stopped it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scott, you were right to guess that Lukaku and Benteke would score. Yeah. That, it just felt like a striker's match. Well, that and the stats back you up. Hmm. That Lukaku has four goals now in his last five versus Palace. Wow. Nice. And Benteke now five goals and an assist in six appearances in the Premier League versus Everton. Interesting. And I think Lukaku now has five 
goals in his last three Premier League games as well. Obviously, uh, most of that coming off of his hat trick a couple of matches ago, but he's still uh, very relevant for Everton in fantasy. Who? who Premier Lukaku? League. Lukaku. I mean, absolutely. His last five games, 2-17, 12-2 in his last game, 8. Wow. So 17 and 12. Yeah. Many. The recently sold Romelu Lukaku. Oh, sorry, Brian. But I it was for the purpose of getting some... Aguero, right? Well, no, I had Aguero already. Oh, but okay. it was for the purpose of... Because the midfield got so important there last week with some important mm-hmm. people. I, yeah. I needed the, the leeway. So it was probably ended up being a wash. Sure. Everton, we've been kind of talking about them on this stretch. We thought, you know... They had a good stretch of games where they're going to be good plays. Um, of course, we didn't really think that Crystal Palace would, the last five games that they've played, kind of increasingly get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. It, this seemed like a fair yeah. uh, result. Agreed. I think both teams played pretty well. They even, each had even a half for that a they Friday owned. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Everton necessarily played bad. I'm not, I'm not getting off the Koeman train. I, I still think that they're going to be a team fighting for the top four most of the year. Now, I'm not saying they're going to make top four, but I think they have a chance to fight for it. Top seven. Which is probably more Top seven. Sure. Five through seven. City, their next five games, at City, at Burnley, West Ham, at Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Last year, the at West Ham, or the West Ham and at Chelsea games seemed difficult. West Ham has been playing a little bit better the last game or so. Mm -hmm. Um Chelsea, I think we'll get to them. I'm still a paper tiger. And then, uh, you know, at Burnley, if they decide to park the bus, as Arsenal found out this weekend, mm-hmm. and Liverpool has found out. Mm-hmm. And it, as the yeah. brother Matt said in Slack, Slack, you can sponsor, sponsor us. <laughs> Matt said, I, I mentioned something about Burnley parking the bus. Yep. And Matt said, they have one hell of a parking break, they which do. I thought was pretty funny. They do. Everton. I actually have a limerick about that for later oh. in the podcast. Okay, Everton's defense, Dave, for all of the for the Cumin train and parking a bus, they parked a train so far this year. You know what they've done? No, go, th- go ahead and tell me, Brian. They've conceded the fewest shots on target of all Premier League teams so far. They've only conceded 14 shots on target they've allowed in seven that? matches. How many? I wonder how many goals they have against them. It's probably not much. No one has thrown up a lot of goals not on a, them. At not least not ton. that I can think. But what I wanted to say is, this is two weeks in a row now without Leighton Baines. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> or that. But it was more like we don't want to risk his hamstring and the international break was coming up. So, right. So he got a nice, a nice rest. Damn the international break. Seamus Coleman <laughs> is really good. Yeah. Seamus Coleman, one, has really great attacking instincts yes he makes runs and kind of like that one two that he has with lukaku going towards the goal seamus coleman and leighton baines are five and a half which is in that that's on the upper middle side of defenders ashley williams is only 5.1 all three i think are decent guys you wouldn't be mad to have any three Unless you're a little more mad if you had Baines. But that was only because he missed. I'm just saying, with their 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 run of, of matches, almost any of those guys, I mean, looking at Coleman, I think Coleman might be, of all of them, the, the most preferable. But yeah. 
You're not going to do bad with any of them. They go to City next week, but... Which is a great match. I'm excited for that one. If you're going to play City, now's the time. Whenever, you know, no no KDB. Coming off the international break, just lost to Tottenham. At Burnley, home West Ham. At Chelsea, home Swansea. Yeah. It's not the worst run of matches. And Dave, your guess was accurate, too. They've only given up five goals in the first seven matches. Which is pretty good. The, yeah. the weird thing about it is they only have one defender, and that's Jagielka, in the top ten at, at, their, at his position. I'm not in, counting Negredo's goal in there. Because Negredo's goal <laughs> yeah, that is one count. of those. That doesn't count. You know what's funny is I was thinking, though. <laughs> I shouldn't count against them. Giving up the, I agree with you. Um, and that actually proves the point I'm about to make even further. Uh, so I'm glad you brought that up. Because having the fewest shot, giving up the fewest shots on target... Uh, despite the lack of goals they've conceded, probably has deflated Stecklenberg's value too. Yeah, just because he hasn't been making many saves. He, he has no. He has little to do. Well, anyways, I, what, I'm surprised, Brian. That, that's what's surprising to me is hearing that, and then only seeing Jagielka in the top ten in the defensive mid in the defensive uh, points. Yeah, he's number seven. Yeah, seven out of ten. So don't forget, Ashley Williams missed the first couple matches. Yeah, so okay, he could he could climb pretty sort quickly. of the same as I would say Mustafi. Like it, like in draft leagues, I picked up Mustafi mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago, mainly just because of Arsenal's upcoming schedule. Sure, but he in the budget league is the same price as some guys uh, who are. I think better scores at the position, mm-hmm. and therefore, in my opinion, would be a bad value. About Everton, too, even further. Don't forget, Holgate and Coleman have basically split the matches so far played. Right. So honestly, you might be onto something there, Brian. Even though Dave, you're right, they're yeah. not they're not reflecting highly in the scoring. That actually could work to your advantage if you listen to our podcast and take our advice, because that might mean they are. They're, they're down there. They're not getting anyone's attention just because of the lack of matches. But you can maybe gain some points that others aren't going to gain after they get done playing City. I, it's, I was going to say, after City. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, in the Premier League, for Fantasy Premier League, Ashley Williams is has a reputation for being, the. I think they call him the king of bonus points. Because, because he's always he, like man of the match because, or something. Yes, because he is constantly, because of, just with tackles, clearances, all of the all of those bonus point earning stats, mm-hmm. Ashley Williams is always one. Even last year at Swansea was definitely true, but the, but you know once he mm-hmm. you know hopefully as he call. gets closer and closer into the uh, or more and more into the, closer and closer, more and more he gets into the season, the more comfortable he gets in the defense, uh, the more you might see that kind of thing again. Crystal Palace Penteke's last five games two seven. Two seven five, so three, not bad. Three goals in the last five games. Yeah, not bad. Not at gonna all. be mad about that. No. All right, next match: Swansea one, Liverpool two. Swansea's goal coming from Leroy Fur, who is this year's Gilfy. He's this year's Gilfy for them. The only guy you're going to think about owning on Swansea would be potentially Leroy Fur. For well, Liverpool, potentially, I do I mean, own him. I was gonna say he's oh, worth an, right. it. His value, what five point three billion dollars, Brian? He's, he is cheap. Yeah. He's five point three. He somehow is is more expensive than Capu. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Tell me uh, that. About, but sense. that's about he's he's Swansea's Capu and their Sigurdsson. He's this year's Sigurdsson, 
and this year's Kapu. Combined? I don't know. <laughs> Do, who, Sigurdsson last who year, though. Who would, who would combine that sort of power? Sigurdsson last year was scoring on free kicks. He, he was scoring yeah. for more of an open play. I feel like Fur just... In the same way, Kapu has goals. He's been poaching his goals. Yeah, he's just been costing his way into yeah. just kind of. Hey, they all goals. count the same, though. They, they count, all count the, the same, same, and we've been thinking that it's going to stop. And somehow, you know, Kapu hasn't scored in a couple weeks, but maybe it changes this next week. I, don't, I mean, who am I to say? One name that I mentioned in the preseason when they signed him was Borja, or is it Borja? I can't decide, but the announcer called we'll it We'll find Borja. out one day, Brian, or we'll Scott. We'll get on it. Bass yeah. Stone. Brian will tell us one day. Uh, oh, wasteful. He had a couple of beautiful chances yes. and let them go. To, to really put Liverpool, I mean, Liverpool was down one nothing at half, right? Is that right? Uh, correct. Okay. Yep. So... But it very easily could have been two nothing. In fact, and or I just wonder, three. and or three, and <laughs> yeah. I just wonder how that would have made a difference. It probably wouldn't have, because Liverpool came out like with their rear ends on fire, mm-hmm. as if Klopp gave them a tongue lashing, mm-hmm. you know, like they've never had before. Um, but Liverpool's done this this year. They kind of did this in the Arsenal game too, where they came out. Great in the first half, and then kind of turned it off in the second half. That was They've a completely played different thing. Forty-five good minutes every game, first yeah. or second half. Yeah, it's they, always one of the other. If they put a full game together, my god, double digits. Here's the thing, though: with that style, can they put a full game? Mm, together? It's hard. It asks right? a lot. Yeah, it asks a lot. These guys are running all over the place. They're really, really pressing. They're putting and in really the miles. Moving. And I wonder, you know. Lalana kind of tweaked the groin this week. I don't think it's major. He's going to be okay. I think you'll be, you know, I if, have him in my lineup, so I want him to be okay. And he has a couple of now weeks to, to right. rest. So what I was, you know, wondering is I wonder if, if they're not going to start seeing, start seeing some niggling injuries they've that already, might they, bother they, them yeah, they've already because been there. of that style. Here's the good news for Liverpool is that they're two plus deep at every position. So they've they've already been dealing with an injury here, an injury there. Uh, even some of the guys that we talk about each week, one of the goal scorers in this match, Roberto Firmino. You know, he's he's been out uh, already for a yeah. match or two. Yeah, he was out. He's back now. That was awesome. Glad I stayed with him. Brian, did that bother you at all? Yeah, it was annoying. I feel like every week, whatever whatever <laughs> whatever happens, you're upset with Firmino. <laughs> oh, he didn't play. Oh, I had him in my lineup. Yeah. Oh, he scored a golden assist. Great, I just sold. I benched him. him or yeah. sold him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want you want your you want your stack of Liverpool stats? Yes. Really quickly, I sure do. They had 16 goals going into this match. Mm-hmm. It took them until their 13th match last year get to 16 goals just to put their scoring wow. into perspective who need who needs daniel sturridge 26 not goals in not in nine competitions now for the season total non obviously include not not the seven the additional of with their premier league matches entering the match they had 24 goals which was the most they have had in 121 years like since, like since, to this point in the season yes since wow. since 1895 and the 1896 season where they had 34 goals. Scott, this, this is second to 1834, the most prolific. 1895. 1895, excuse me. You should listen to this podcast. Whatever. No, no one was playing in 1834. Uh, you started mentioning numbers that was so far beyond 
you know, things that I just got lost. But Liverpool have scored wise. Liverpool have scored more goals than anyone else since Scott, Klopp took over. This is last October. An offensive juggernaut. Yeah. The Anfield hasn't <clears throat> no one living has ever seen. All of these stats brought to you by for me, they're from four four two stat zone. We love that site. It's a great it's a great site. Sponsor us. Um yeah, Klopp himself was on Sky Sports on, I think it was Friday, uh, for Friday's match. Eh, maybe not Friday, maybe it was last weekend. Anyway, he was on there and, and talked tactics quite a bit, and he admitted that Liverpool's formation often looks like a 3-7. Uh, just, that's it, a 3-7, with the two center backs and Henderson holding in front of them, and then everyone else bombing just forward. Just going forward. Uh, Deadspin did an article right after that Liverpool-Swansea match. I think Kevin Draper wrote it, uh, where he referred to Liverpool's attack as a six-headed hydra. Hmm. And uh, all of that makes for some fun soccer to watch. Not going to lie. I, I, I'm, they I'm haven't happy. played a dull game yet. Even no. in their loss to Burnley, it was still like a crazy, yeah, exciting they had like loss. Yeah, 81% possession. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. But what that does mean is that it can be frustrating at times for our fantasy owners. Yes, it can. Scott. If you had to somehow try to choose uh-huh. a a midfielder to play from from Liverpool, because mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to have too many. Although if you're going to have two yeah. midfielders from a team, as Brian has already showed us, it, this would be the time to own two midfielders from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you're choosing from Coutinho, Milner, Lalana, Firmino, and Mane, mm-hmm. how, just to name five, how do you choose? Well, that's a great question. I mean, last week, you know, you you highlighted Lalana and Milner, sure, and the fact that they have the most points among those five. Yeah, Milner does get the penalty kick yeah, goal. Sure, yeah, uh, Lalana goes off early. Firmino, who was fifth on that list, had had the best week of them all. So it can be really annoying. Brian, how do would you choose? A here's Liverpool what. Here's what I would do. First, I would I would probably put. All the names of the midfielders that I was interested in, I'd write them all on little slips of paper. <laughs> then put the names on the, those slips of paper into a into a hat. Okay. <laughs> nice hat. And then are there, are there steps to this? Yeah, there's lots of steps. Okay, to all right. This. What's number them? What's not? What's? Let me know what number we're on. So we're on number two, where you put this the slips <laughs> of paper that you've written on into a hat. <laughs> Step three. You take a torch or a match or a lighter and light the hat on fire. <laughs> you step something, you go to the, you get a broom and a dustpan and you sweep up the ashes. You take the ashes to a, a shaman, a voodoo priestess, witch doctor, some okay. other stereotypical. Sure. Supernatural seer of some kind. Yeah, sure. And you hand them and say, "Read these ashes. <laughs> Tell me what Liverpool midfielder name you see." You know what? Step six. Screw it. <laughs> forget the forget the slips of paper. Just just take your head and ram it straight into a wall. <laughs> when you fall over. Whatever the first name you think of, whatever the name that you can think of in your in your concussion stupor, if whatever name is closest to one of the Liverpool midfielders, pick that guy. If you go to our website, fantasysoccerfc.com, and find our blog, 
Uh, on that blog, you'll see Brian's 12-step guide to picking the proper Liverpool midfielder. It's worth it, I Amazing. promise. It ends, no matter what, the reminder that it's the fragility of life. <laughs> All is vanity. Look, the point is, it's a frustrating, futile attempt to pick f- from week to week. Tough week for Lolana owners. I'm sure there are a lot of people that... I know I thought about bringing him in and I almost pulled the trigger and decided not to. Didn't want to transfer in that many people. 13.5% ownership for Lilana. I mean, you're I can't imagine it's gonna be it's gonna be worse. So here's the trick. We I've talked about this multiple times in this podcast. Last year, this year, there are certain positions, certain players, you just put them in and you ride them out all season long. And there are five guys in Liverpool's midfield who are all going to score some points. You just got to ride it out. Ride it out. I sat here last week while you were ranking the, the five of them. I had Firmino and Mane in my midfield. And I looked at my lineup, and you you put me in doubt. You really did. You made me stop and think. And I nearly sold one or both of them yeah. this past weekend. And I said, no. I had a good feeling that Firmino was going to, was something good was going to happen. It had been a couple of weeks. They had. I was like, nope, and Mane's too good not to score points. I'm going to go ahead and ride with this. Now, the one thing that I will say is that James Milner right now has more penalties by himself than any other team in the Premier League. Than any other team in the Premier League. Well, listen, for Milner at $6.6 billion, okay, Mm -hmm. he now is the second highest scorer in the Liverpool midfield. His last five games, Brian, Mm -hmm. 10-5 Two, fourteen, ten. That's silly. Yeah, it is. That's really silly. That Scott. That's more than just taking PKs. You're not. I mean, that yeah. fourteen. He's get. I can't remember what that was, but that's. I mean, that was two games ago. That's more than just mm-hmm. one one goal. I mean, he probably had at least an assist or two in there as well. Yeah, because he's he's a very attacking. Left back. I mean, he's well, not, he's not really a, a left, back. left back. He's a midfielder. I just wonder. Right. He's he's he used to play playing, striker for City. But he's, he is functionally the on defense, and that's why we asked mm-hmm. weeks ago, how fast would you own Milner if he had defense? If he had defense uh, availability, oh, had, but at no, the time, that's it, the thing. But at the time, it was not. I think at that point it was like, well, no, you wouldn't own him because right. they're gonna they're gonna give up a million goals. You can't count on PKs, and now it's like, yeah, you kind of can count you on can. the PKs. They're gonna keep getting them, and he's gonna still be a major part. It's true. The Six, fact that he's listed as a midfielder is cushioning him from the lack of clean sheets for Liverpool because he's not uh, not uh, you know hurting by the team giving up goals from a defender position. Okay, I see where you're going there. I was thinking if he was the hat, you're right because they haven't. Have they even had a clean sheet yet? Maybe one. I can't remember. Uh, I don't yeah. think they have. Well, it's been a while. Yeah, but you know what? So okay, to your point, owning we've never talked about owning a, a goalkeeper in or midfielder from Liverpool. I mean, a goalkeeper defender. or defender from yeah. Liverpool. Even though Milner. So you're right. Plays I see. What, I see your point. It is the it is shielding him from that. But listen, at six point six, even Lalana. Even if, which I said Lalana was probably your best value, you know, then of course Milner goes out and has a 10 point week and Lalana has a one point week. So they, they flip flop positions. But you could save a point six, almost half a billion dollars mm-hmm. if you swapped out Lalana for Milner, which I'm going to keep my eye on. Mm-hmm. If Lalana's groin is not right, 
So I can make, you know, I can gain gain some money there. But you're right. I mean, good, good gosh. James Milner and the PKs, is, is, he and Santi Cazorla, which Santi hasn't had one in a couple weeks. But There's value there. Yeah, there is. It's a, it's a bit of a lottery, though. You don't want to count on penalty kicks to, to win in fantasy I agree, soccer. I agree that. I agree completely. But with all of the quickness, with Fermane and Firmino, Coutinho, moving and dribbling mm-hmm. inside the box, a little bit of contact, they go down, it's a PK. I mean, that's just – and that's been their MO all season. Tough week for Lalana owners, tougher week for France for Francesco Guidolin. It's true. As if this league couldn't get any more dramatic, Bob Bradley is coming to Swansea as manager. How great is that? Guidolin, when the match was over, he looked out over the pitch and he had the look of a man who might be savoring this moment for the final time. He had the look of a man who was about to get sacked on his birthday <laughs> oh, no. which is what happened was that his birthday yeah i mean it makes sense you want to sack a manager if you're going to do it mid-season going into an international break to give the new guy a little bit extra time before his first match which will be at arsenal good luck bob bradley but uh, he's welcome. gonna get shelled welcome <laughs> welcome to the premier league bob <laughs> i'm happy for him i've always liked bob bradley i i liked him as the u.s men's national team manager Bob bradley is the isaiah thomas of english uh, of soccer oh boy wow Dave. what offensive that's, thing that's, you, that's you keep ruthless. falling up when you don't do i anything. thought you were salty when you said that chelsea's a paper tiger now that now this no, I, I, i'm comparing serious. him to isaiah thomas I, <laughs> isaiah thomas who never does anything continues to fall up now maybe that finally stopped but like for 10 years Whatever management position he had, he would be horrible at, and yet he would get hired by someone else at a greater position where the next place he went. Maybe Bob Bradley. When was the last yeah, time he's done anything? I would, but Isaiah Thomas is a is a uh, he's a bit of a, 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 a not a sexual assaulter. I don't want to put things on him like that, oh, but he definitely has a reputation what for. Is that uh, Ryan, for, this isn't a basketball. Podcast. Well, what the point is, I would say he's more maybe more like a nicer guy. Sure. More like a Norv Turner. Scott, you know what the greatest thing for (laughs) um, American soccer that I can remember ever was? Don't say Jurgen Klinsmann. Bob Bradley getting replaced by Jurgen Klinsmann. It was not. It was not. By far. Bob Bradley. By far has been the greatest thing that's happened to U.S. soccer. Do you you know something? Bob Bradley, has he got the U.S. team just as far in the World Cup as Jurgen Klinsmann has. Yeah, but when Jurgen came in, there was no youth, there was no young players, there was nothing. Klinsman has had to develop that whole system and academies going under, and now we're starting to see the benefits of that. Mm, he, yeah. Klinsman was pushing the international players. Now we have yeah, Pulisic no starting question. for Dortmund. We can go, you know, Julian yeah, we, Green we also, playing. We also didn't have the drama though that Klinsman has brought. Especially I'll take the between drama the players. if you can give me the young players and some results. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm fat. I cannot wait. I'm actually interested now in watching more Swansea because I want to see Bob Bradley on an England sideline or Wales sideline. All right. We're going to rush through the rest of the Saturday matches to get to the ones you want to hear. Hull, nil, Chelsea, two. But you could guess where the goals came from. Willian and Diego Costa. Boo. Ryan, there's a few things. Did you sell your soul? I didn't. Aha. I didn't. Good. You're a better man for regretfully it. Regretfully so. Nah, you're a better man for it. Um, Ryan, there's a few things in life that we all can rely on, right? I suppose, yes. 
death taxes in Costa. But mm. he has okay. Listen, don't, don't he, add his name to that. I I don't. No, like it belongs on that no list. No one likes the guy. It belongs on that list. Listen, I'm very proud to to be a part of this. Not be a part of, but what I'm, you'll understand what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Costa's last five games: five, twelve, six, one, twelve. You know where the one came from with Arsenal, which I'm I love to see that. Yeah, I'm going to repeat that. His last five games: five, twelve, six, one. 12. Great numbers. Dumb. For fantasy purposes, he now is the highest scoring striker in he actually is the highest points. No, that's not true because De Bruyne and um, Sanchez have 49. But Costa has 46 fantasy points through seven weeks of the season. No matter what we like about him, the yeah. fact is, and, and he's not, he has uh, a few strikers that are more expensive than him. He's still at ten billion dollars. I not... really dislike the guy. Sure, he is the oldest-looking twenty-four-year-old, twenty-five-year-old I have ever seen. He looks like he's forty-four, and he's just a baby. But you know what he does? He's Brian? the Greg Odom of English soccer. He, he looks is. like he looks like he's the kind of guy who bullies middle schoolers. Oh, there totally, is no doubt. Yeah, about that, definitely. But here's the thing, for fantasy purposes, because this is a fantasy soccer podcast. Okay, yeah. He is scoring, and he's doing it on a regular basis, whether we like him or not. So we can all have our prejudices against him. So that just raises the question, though. Chel- How Chelsea do you feel- is not a good team. No, but like, but you would know- you rather... Okay. Who would own- you rather- Who- sell your soul to the devil, own Costa, and win your league, or... Come in second place in your league and stay as far away from the devil as possible. First place, Scott. I think wow. People would rather sell their soul and win their league. Yeah. That's yeah. a terrible choice. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have principles even in fantasy soccer. Listen. I, listen, I just passed you in the standings leagues. without any Arsenal, United, Chelsea, or City players. Hey, listen, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you, you had an excellent week. Well done. Kudos to you. I had you. to sneak that in. Okay, well, By the way, hey, I, do, I do have Luke Shaw. He's the one exception. Kudos <laughs> to you. No one's going to... Th- listen, that's, it was a great week. Great I have week. principles, though. you got to have principles, even in, in fantasy soccer. Don't the, you? Most fantasy leagues have uh, an entry fee mm-hmm. where it could be anywhere from $20 to $200. Okay. And then, you know, the money's said monies are split up uh, at the end of the season based on first, second, third, and, and, and whatever. So most people do care, as to Brian's point, saying that you you will sell your soul to the devil. So literally no one is first. untouchable then in fantasy soccer, no matter how you feel about them. If See, you, I let my emotions... If you want to win, more or less, if you want... Listen, mm. See, I, I disagree. In fantasy American football, mm-hmm. I hate Tom Brady. Sure. But you know, like the last four out of five years, who's ended up on my fantasy football team? If I can That's get him, crazy Tom Brady. But I hate him. You know what's crazy right now? For all, I mean, Costa's way up in ownership, and his his price has only gone up. He's actually down. People are actually selling him a little bit after this week, even after another huge week. He's actually down in ownership, almost forty thousand fantasy Premier League players. Those are which principled is, fantasy is, soccer yeah, very players. Well be, or, or the expectation is that he's about to, like, that 
he can't possibly keep going and not pick up another, selling high another Here, yellow well, and also getting some money. What I was about to say is, it's been four games since he's picked up a yellow card. He's due. He started off the first four games, I think, getting one per game. I don't know if someone's I don't know if someone's gotten his ear or what's going on, hmm. but it's just an interesting stat. Again, last four games he's not had a yellow. Here's something else that you might want to be interested in, as far as defending goes. Just just for a couple statistical things here, Hall sucks. <laughs> so I don't think so. Still have yet to beat Chelsea ever. Never. Like Never ever in their Chelsea. history of their Seven club. losses and only two draws. They have 20 shots on target total for in, the season. Okay. Uh, they're the, that's the fifth worst. They're tied with Sunderland for fifth worst in that department. They're allowing seven shots on target per match so oh. far. In the, so they're only getting, they have only had 20 of their own and have allowed 49 shots on target so far this season. Wow. David wow. Marshall, the goalkeeper. Who has somehow, I guess, replaced Jakubovic. Has 12 saves in two matches. 12 saves. Under fire. Yes, he is. <laughs> he only has two and three points. In those two matches that he's started, yeah. which seems wrong for a guy who's had six saves in each one. Hmm. The other one is that Thibaut Courtois is statistically, was going into the match statistically the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League, believe it or not. He, I, I believe a it. Sa- he had a save, a save percentage of 47.1%. So if you got it on target, you pretty much had a one out of two chance of scoring. Yes, so they still, even after this week, where they conceded, it was their a, you know clean sheet for them. Obviously, they still have conceded nine goals on only twenty shots on target. That is terrible. It's amazing. However, that's to all to your point that a Chelsea is a paper tiger. Con- well, Conte said it. Their coach said we are just a good team on paper. But that and they just that result, they just that they just clean sheeted Hall who cannot put a shot on target. That's this, the that is the that is the difference. This result doesn't make me change my mind. If anything, it only enforced it, and they won to nothing. Their next four games, Scott: Leicester, Man United, at Southampton, Everton. They could lose all four. They could. I was gonna say that maybe they could get two points uh, out of those four matches. A couple of draws, maybe too. It, it'll be interesting to see. They're they're definitely into the harder part of their schedule. Who, who's going to finish higher in the table, Leicester or Chelsea? Chelsea. You think so? I do. I think oh, Chelsea. No, Dave, you're not turning. You're not rooting for Leicester now. All of Listen, a sudden, I, if both teams could get relegated, I'd have both teams get relegated. And honestly, I mean, it looks like Leicester. I mean, it's still early, but it looks like they're going to get out of the group stage and at least get to the round of sixteen in the Champions League. Does Claudio Ranieri even care at this point about the Premier League season? Are they only focused on on Europe? As long as they stay out of the relegation zone, yes. Or no, sorry, no, sure. they don't care. Uh, I think this is a this is a freebie year for him, for the players, and for their supporters. Everyone gets everyone They're gets just a free pass. Riding on the championship from last year. Let's enjoy They're, the what, Champions let's League. Let's try the new challenge of Champions League, and, and then see if we'll we can get to the semifinals. We'll see what happens next year. Yep. In their next match, Watford two, Bournemouth two, strikers delight. Troy Deeney and Isaac Success putting in goals yeah, for Deeney. Watford. And uh, Callum Wilson and Josh King for Bournemouth. What are you going to do? 
own Josh King? You can't Why? own him because he's a sub now. Or not. <laughs> or he's going to or he's going to not score or he's probably going what to score. What are you score. gonna do? Own him? It's you, frustrating. Yeah. The striker situation and a phobie did come in late in this one too. It's really frustrating the the way uh, Eddie Howe is is playing his strikers from our perspective. I mean, he's doing fine. I was going to say. But from a fantasy perspective. Bournemouth is doing... <laughs> by the way, but probably for the rest of this podcast, which might mean ever, I will never probably say their name properly. No one, we've started... <laughs> I noticed we've started spelling it wrong in Slack, too, <laughs> which is great. For Beardy Mouth. Beardy Mouth. They've had a couple decent results in a row. Yeah. Th- there's, you know, this is a draw. This... Right here. Well, first of all, they should have won the game. Yep. And I'll let you get to why they should have won the game in a minute. Yep. Um, this, by far, at the, the 10 o'clock games on Saturday was the, the best. best I was watching Hall Chelsea and regret it. I should have been watching this one. This one. I was watching Goal Zone, so I kept breaking into it. which Or Goal Rush. Goal Rush. Listen, if you're watching an NBC uh, sports app and or online, the Goal Rush channel is the closest thing to the NFL Red Zone channel, hmm. which anytime a team in the yeah. NFL, Goal Zone is awesome. great. Goal Zone, Goal Rush. I mean, is, Goal Rush. Yes, is sorry. A, is in my opinion like the best way to watch if your team isn't playing. Best way to watch sun, or Saturday Sunday mornings. Nice, it's fantastic. Well, the reason why it ended in a two-two draw, as Dave alluded to, was one young Jack Wilshire. He. Put in an excellent Cameron Jerome impression in this match. Yes, he did. He sure did, and I'm glad it didn't affect Arsenal. <laughs> That's true. That's true. In years past, it would have. He can. He can continue. I could give a rip if he does this now. Oh, it but was, it I was kinda, rough. I feel, you feel bad for him a little bit. It's a guy who obviously, you know, probably gone through a lot personally as he's was at a club for, you know, eight eight years or so, and then I was is loaned out and sort of. Sort of seen as an outcast on some level, and um, and then you have a chance to make a statement for the club you're with, and you completely blow it. Think yeah. of the inspiration value that would have had had he been successful. No kidding. He's already inspired them to greater heights. Just already just, up to this point, and if that had gone in, I mean, you have to think at that point. They, yeah. Well, I was going to say then they become. I mean, really, it's. It's like that could have been the dilly ding that they needed to get to the full dilly ding, dilly dong. Yeah, no, no, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, it is. It is painful to see. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely made some contribution uh, in his appearances, but uh, they're they're still struggling to to come together. Uh, Bournemouth and and Jack Wilshire. They're making steps, so I yeah, think. I think, I think so. Eddie Howe is. But this would have been a perfect place to get his first goal for the club. Yeah, and to make a step, take a step forward, as you guys were talking about. Fantasy purposes, Kapu. The Kapu regression continues. A small regression. Kapu's last five games, 213-10-2-2, so a couple games in a row. Some of us knew that was coming. Well, I mean, his goals had sort of been fluky mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he is a good player. I don't want to take that away from him. He's a good sure. player. I still think he's going to score some goals, ah. just not at the rate. Yeah, that he was definitely scoring. not. But still, he's is in a five point two billion dollars. That's the then if that's you it. bought if into you, him exactly after week it. one, he's still probably a four point six for Somehow you. Somehow you had had him from the beginning and had actually played him, which seems to be owning him is one thing. Playing him is, seems to be the thing that not many people did. Right. All along. Okay. Because hardly because I don't like I think he's everyone. On the bench. Yeah, most people had him. I think anyone that owned him owned him as a fifth midfielder and probably didn't play him. He's still the third highest yes. 
He's scoring still midfielder and with 48 points. Second to I the think Brown this is the wrong Sanchez. time to buy, though. He is on the way down. He is not on the way up. Probably, but even if you bought, it's not going to kill you. I guess. Again, but I would rather search for someone on the way up with my fifth midfield spot. I mean, you know, Hyungmin Son is a guy who well, we talked about him last week. He's still on the way up. I think we'll, he's still we'll on the way up. We'll get to him. Yeah, Scott. we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Capu's yeah. on the way down. You don't buy him now. Uh, Troy Deeney. Three goals in his last four matches. Troy Deeney's last five matches, Brian. One, six, six, two, and nine. Troy Deeney is seventh in scoring for forward. He is creeping up. He is $7. He is owned 7%. Seventh in scoring, $7, 7% owned. It's a heavenly player. What is this? <laughs> is he is he an angel? <laughs> no. he's Bro, But uh, uh, Troy Deeney is... Would you rather have Deeney or Defoe? Because they're that, both right there at the same, like third striker. Currently, position. right this moment, I have an answer. I, I would rather answer. have Dini. He's surrounded by a better, but better mo- talent. It has exactly most, it. but has mostly right. It has mostly to do right? with Watford. Watford is playing better. Hey, right Isaac's now. success looked good. I think he might stay in the lineup. He might. That's, uh, so I guess that's another they, point. But it's very, to make. it's very close. Because because no matter what, they are both the PK takers for their teams. That's right. And so you're and and Defoe and Defoe will get his. He will, but the supporting cast does make you. And I say this as a Defoe owner right now. Right. Uh, the supporting cast does. In to answer your question, I I lean Deeney as well between those two. Watford is have been. They, listen, all year they've been a fun team to watch. If, like if you're gonna if you're gonna if your team's not on and you want to see it, like a fairly exciting game. It seems like Watford always ends up in some games that are really, really fun to watch. And it should be fun for them at least for the next three weeks, I would guess. Yeah. Middle, Middlesbrough. At Middlesbrough. At, at Middlesbrough at Swansea home hall. And then they and get then, the face And then Liverpool. Liverpool. But even in there, I mean, there are goals to be had against Liverpool. I mean, they might, no. might not win you the might, game, but right. still, I mean, right. there's no reason why they it's can't It's not like score, Liverpool's throwing right? around clean sheets. Because they they typically have seven guys attacking. You only have to counter on two guys. It's the reason why I wanted I (laughs) I want to believe in Odie and Agallo, but it just doesn't happen. No success. And that's that's the reason why. Yeah, Dini is the that's a natural substitution for Walter Mazzari to make. Success for Agallo. Yeah, success is an intimidating looking dude. He is. I mean, Brian, if I'm walking down an alley and I run into Isaac Success, I'm hoping that he's going to be nice to me. Yeah. Well, he probably hope that for most. He is an intimidating looking dude. Yeah, sure. I mean, even I, if it's a lady, sure, you tiny, still want her to be nice to you. It's a fair like, point. Or, or even a a tiny little kid. Yeah, all right. In an alley <laughs> at night. <laughs> Why are you in so many alleys at night, Dave? Yeah, I don't know. West Ham one, Middlesbrough one. All right, hold up. Now. We mean, really, hold you're on. inviting trouble. By being in an alley yeah, at sure. night yeah. in the first place. People who stay home at night don't have to ask the kinds of questions you're asking. You know yourself, that old Dave. saying about nothing good happens after 2 a.m. midnight? Sure. Or what yeah. is it? What Just insert a time What here? if you run out of milk? Darkness, I think, might be the <laughs> sure. threshold. Dark. Let's talk about West Ham and Middlesbrough. Hold on. Okay, so desperate times call for desperate measures. Yes? No. Step one. Reason number one that, that applies to West Ham. They played a 4-5-1 with Antonio as their striker. Yeah, Antonio. Number two. Number two. 
Slavin Village tells Mark Noble, locker room dad, yeah, hey, Mark, take the boys out. Yep. Have some bonding time. Listen, Get some drinks. I, Stay out all night. I hope, I hope that at some point we get credit for the locker room dad. Oh, because yeah. Because we're starting to realize that this really is this a is thing. This is a thing, yes. Like, it couldn't, this story couldn't typify more what we've been saying. He literally said, Mark, come here. Puts his arm around him, pulls him to the corner of the locker room. Listen, we've had a few bad weeks. Here's my card. Yes, we have had take. a few bad weeks. We're going to take the, the men out for drinks. That's, that's, as, that, good that was, that that's village, as good right? of a Slavin village. That's pretty good. It's it, also a little bit of Joe Mourinho in there. A, he he, he kind of whisper talks whenever he interviews Slavin village. Yeah, yeah. But different than Wenger or any of the other any of the other French Internet. managers, all which there it's a different kind of, and different than Mourinho too. I hope this is a turning tide. I don't know a bonding moment. They drew it home with Middlesbrough. Hey, listen, I think some of the guys stayed out so long they didn't even come out into practice the next day or something. <laughs> they did, and, and Village was fine with that. He He's was like, cool. He was like, You're hey, rubbish anyway. Boy, the boys partied last night. Whatever. I don't know what else. Let's I don't know what day. you can say. What he should do is find a way to turn. Payet's goal into five goals. into the locker room, Dad, and let that let Payet's goal take them out. For his drinks. that was yeah. ridiculous. His heart is going to carry this team out of the relegation zone. They're not going to stay in the bottom three. They're not this bad. I agree. No, but and I As still the year own goes him. on, they're going to continue to get healthy. I still own Payet. I vice captain. You him should week. have because he has thirty points in four. Matches. I was gonna thirty I was points in four matches. Just about to say that. Brian. How can you be mad about owning him, even if he's expensive? Since Payet's he, come back, yes. Since Payet's come back, four and, games, as you just said, nine, ten, one, ten. Now I made a mistake in owning him to start the season, but I did it with the, the full season in mind. And now that he's come back and is putting up these numbers, it looks pretty smart. But it was hard those first few weeks, especially his brother Matt was getting on my case, even about captaining him during a couple of those weeks. But finally, Dimitri Payet owners are yeah. sighing in relief. It's all starting to pay off. Per the PremierLeague.com, he's created 20 chances so far. 20 chances since he's come back. That's one chance created every 19 minutes as it averages. Wow. Brian, you want to hear something else? It's pretty amazing. No. No, I think you're ready for it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so we've referenced this before, PremierLeague.com, the ICT index. Yeah. It is an attacking It just shows a little index. infinity. It's a little infinity symbol next to his <laughs> ICT index no. score. Well, Pius played four games, and he's crept into the top 10. He's the 10th. In in index for midfielders, which like, makes that's crazy it which, impressive. which makes it really terrible that Antonio could not capitalize. Five shots on goal, three in the penalty area. Yeah, led all players in the match, but just could not put one away. Antonio, James Milner, and Patrick Van Anholt. You know, like there's some guys that I'm I'm just amazed that they're all around footballing talent. Antonio has played midfield for West Ham. He's played defense for West Ham, and now he's playing striker for them. Just going to why? Because he's one of their best players. Milner, when he was with City, again, I said this before. I even said this earlier today. At one point, he played striker for them because they were so strapped with injuries. Yeah. Guys like that are just awesome. And I just yeah. I want them to have credit 
you know, not fantasy credit, but whatever. Well, yeah. heck, I mean, Antonio's a great fantasy player. Huge I, indictment, though, against Zaza. Huge indictment against Zaza. That's a guy that's not, he doesn't play your position, and he played your position. And he's probably yeah. going to play it again. Yeah. Uh, and on the other side of things, Christian Stuani scoring for Middlesbrough. Talk about value. You need a value? Five That is such a gamble, though, to play Stuani. He has 25 points for the season, and he's this is now his third goal. Middlesbrough is sharing the wealth as a club, though. Goals are going in from all sorts of guys. True, and it's hard to pick one. For uh, but they haven't been scoring at a great rate either. I mean, yeah, they're only I mean, getting like one goal a game. You got to put it. You got to put all the guys together into one composite player in order to get major it's the, fantasy. It's value. the uh, Devaniel Sturigi exactly. from Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, if exactly only right. we could combine them. And combine. I was uh, making fun on Twitter of how many people were buying Elvaro Negredo at the start of the year. That always was going to flame out quickly, and it has. He might get his, his just toot your own horn, Scott. I mean, you're finally right about one thing. Oh my! About Negredo. Talk about. Whoa. Talk scored. about angry. <laughs> no, Thanks. no. To your point, right. Scott. You're right. you're barely right, and you're lucky when you get right. <laughs> no, seriously. I had to hey, take my moments when I can get them. You well, no, you nailed this. The first two weeks, you said after he scored nine and ten points respectively. Yeah. You said, guys, this is fool's gold. Yep. And you know what he's scored since? Tell us. Two, 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 one, one. Yes. There's you, a zero coming you soon. You couldn't be more right. <laughs> and he's been sold at a high rate. He For a couple of weeks, he was in the top five of cells, uh, and I think now he's... Hyatt and Antonio. Keep worth him. owning. They're going to get Absolutely. better. They're going to get better. Antonio at a 7.3, if you're looking for value, is in the top five in scoring for midfielders and there's going to be and a he's week. been playing as a striker there's going to be a week where they're going to put in five goals like there's going to be a goal explosion because they've had a run of rough results here and this is only slightly better than some of the right. previous results i'm wrong he's tied for eighth not fifth that's all right that's but all right. he's he's still he's up there three points or he's two points behind coutinho who is in fifth that's it'll awesome. be fun when the goal explosion happens that mark noble has a hat trick and you want to be, you want to own Payet and Antonio when that happens. Yes, Noble might get his, but Payet and Antonio are going to have a part in those. West Ham's schedule at Palace, Sunderland at Everton, Stoke. Now's the time. It's going to happen. Juicy, it's going to happen. Matchups. Yep. Sunderland won. West Brom won. Speaking of Patrick Van Onholt, he puts in the yeah, goal for man. Sunderland. Nasser Chadley for West Brom. Just making you wonder again, Nasser Chadley. Man. He is the difference maker in this team. Four games. Do you two, dare? 221. That's crazy. The 21. <laughs> that's the highest, oh, I think, here. single point game. Yep. 221, 110. I don't know what to think about him. <sighs> he's think... sort of Firminoing his way right he's now through the West season. He's on West Brom. Yeah, but that's it. West, you know how many shots West Brom had this game, Scott? 17. They're, seven on target. They're different. That's un West Bromish. They're different. On yeah. the road, something well, is on something the road. is different. Now it's yeah, still Sunderland. They played Sunderland. <laughs> it's still <laughs> fair, <laughs> totally fair. I'm just saying, even for West Brom at Sunderland, it's a little weird to see them attempt 17 yeah, that's shots. True. Sunderland has just one win in their last 14 matches versus West Brom. Just, just you want you want a weird stat on Sunderland? Not that that's. I mean, that's a weird one, but. They have zero wins in their last 
25 matches in August and September. Yeah. So weird, man. 11 Harry Canes. That's what Sunderland is. They <laughs> <Yeah>. are 11 <laughs> Harry Canes. But every year, you know, when Sam Allardyce was uh, the manager there for th- three or four years or so. Oh, Sam. Oh, big Sam. <laughs> make sure who you're talking to and make sure there's no mics on. But anyways, hey, he was always saving them from relegation. Yeah. Because their starts are so yep. horrible, yep. to Brian's point. What is the deal? What gives Sunderland? Can what, you? Here's what gives. They have Patrick Van Onhold as one of their defenders. That's what gives. He should be he, playing in a striker He position. is terrible. Two goals for the season, this time as a sub. Per the Daily Mail, there is some suggestion that they are that David Moyes, David, <laughs> is trying to con- maybe trying to convert him to be a winger. Yeah, he said that, that seems an easy he said, transition. I felt as though I needed to do something. This is a direct quote from him. I felt as though I needed to do something about it. Speaking of his defending, we did a bit of training last week with three at the back and four at the back with Pat playing further on just to plant the seed in my mind as well. Aside from him referring to Patrick as and Pat, Pat. Uh, you just want, I wonder what that's going to be. Uh, and if the, if I don't know if there's how, ever been, how, uh, yeah. If, how's if, that going to affect his, his, yeah, he's going to be listed, listed as a defender. And you act like you, cause I think you were maybe a bit surprised. I still own him. I have, I've owned him kind of from the beginning. It's more of like, who am I gonna su- who am I gonna sub him out for? He's he, he that's exactly why you have him is for the occasional goal. That's yep. it. That's why you own Scott Dan, even though Palace hasn't had any clean sheets. I know he's been out for a couple of weeks yeah. now, but it's the same thing. You're right. When defenders can score goals, it makes up for poor defense. Yeah. In fantasy soccer, can I give you that? La- this is I want to scream about Solomon Rondon forever. Ryan, go ahead and rant. Tell me about Solomon Rondon. Five shots. He has had five of the 17 shots okay. for, for West Brom. Four of them were in the box. Got one on target. He Listen to this, David. Listen to this. Scott, you can t- plug your ear holes. 22 shots on goal. This is also part of the Premier League. 22 shots on goal so far this season. 18 of them coming in the box. You know who has... The same number of shots on shots in the box for the season, the same exact numbers as Solomon Rondon? Zlatan? No. Sanchez. We've already talked about him. Costa. Yes. Really? Diego Costa has the exact same numbers hmm. as Rondon in those st- in those categories. He's just, he's just been shots on goal. He's just 18, been, he's just been twenty-two shots on goal, eighteen in the box. Yes. Wow. There is something to be said for someone being a good finisher. Are you telling me that West West Brom's offense? I'm telling you that Solomon. Ron- I'm telling you that Solomon Rondon is six and a half dollars or whatever he is, compared to Costa ten, and you've gotten a seventh place versus a second place. Yeah. For, for five less dollars. In fair, in fairness, Costa has scored thirteen more points. Divided by seven games, it's about two points more per game. Sure, right, and you're obviously you want to have more points. For it. But what I'm saying is, if you, this is exactly why we said before, you need to get, you want to get to. I mean, you don't have to get to Aguero, but you want to get to Aguero. There's a way to get to Aguero. Mm-hmm. Sunday matches. 
Man United won. Stoke won. What a way to start the day. The greatest Anthony, point greatest point ever earned. That's right. Anthony Martial. What, Scott, hold on. Wait a minute. What a way to start. The, if you're a United fan, that is not the way to start the day. I'm so, sorry. I did alienate ex- United You fans alienated them. I'm sorry. I spoke. I, I, my you true alienated 33% of the world. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Now, go ahead and restart. All right. <sighs> Or not restart, but just continue your start. Martial for United, Joe Allen for Stoke, and United would have won if it hadn't been for the waste of one Sir Paul Pogba. Man. Another, like, there's multiple wasteful... I don't even know who we're going to give the wasteful player to because Wilshire, Borja... Just take a poll. I mean... The wasteful player is always Shane Long. That (laughs) header that Pogba put off the bar should have broken the bar. It... It completely rattled. Yes, in sent reverberations through the. I would have wanted it Trafford. to kind of to work because it would have been Rashford's assist. Mm, sure, and I was hoping for more from Rashford, Captain Rashford. I did, Captain. Rashford. I tell you, so Stoke has never won and or taking a point off United at United in like twenty five years. They have lost every match at United in like 25 years. Wow. Their defense have been a sieve this year. Is that fair to say? Oh, my goodness. They've been horrible. So thinking all this, yeah. I thought, hey, I own Ibrahimovic. Why not triple captain him this week? Of course. Seems like a great week to do it. Yeah. And you know what I learned? Trying to predict the triple captain on a good week is is you might as well throw that skill into trying to pick a Liverpool midfield skill as Brian <laughs> predicted earlier. Yeah. What in the, you would think statistically, if you want to look at stats to try to figure out when you want to play your triple captain and, or just choose a captain. Yeah. This is exactly what you do. And you know what? Sometimes you still get, you still get boned. Yeah. I, I don't Even know. More amazing was when your triple captaining Zlatan and he gets a yellow card on top of gosh, not doing anything <laughs> else. Yeah, I think it's his first yellow of the year. By the way, it's not good. That's what uh, helped me catch up. They, a little frustrating. Yeah, Lee Grant, if he stays in there, he had eight saves, finishes with five points, which just seems wrong. Really Based wrong. on that performance, it was, seemed like it was worth double that at least. That first save on Zlatan was worth five points. Listen, when he went down Lee to the Grant, ground. Yeah. Oh. Lee Grant, I believe he's British. Okay. Obviously has some American heritage with his name. He could be from. He could be. <laughs> a, he could be straight out of the. He could have come straight from the Civil War. Yeah. yeah no, I, I think. Listen, he has a a northern <laughs> father. And a southern mother, hence the name Lee Grant. Well, yeah, that's not good. That's that's a lie. Look, Stoke, <laughs> here's why. If you knew for a fact that he was going to be in there, because th- we're still months away from Jack Butland, Shea Given can't stop anything. They're fourth string. Where's, where's, where's Jacob Hoggle? Where is Hoggle? <laughs> Lee Grant is a fourth string and somehow holds United to one goal. Stoke? We've talked about this already. Stoke's schedule is not bad. And basically Ugh. until December. But it's Stoke. I'm just saying. They play home Sunderland, at Hull, home Swansea, at West Ham, home Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Thank you. At Watford. <laughs> Brian, I agree right. with you. I agree with you. You have a good stretch of so who's, games. Who's playing? Who Joe you playing? Allen. 
You're playing Joe Allen during that stretch. You think he's going to keep scoring? You know what's no, crazy? I'm saying is Joe Allen and his. And I'm is, saying Lee Grant for four and a half dollars. No, or four dollars. No, no, four. Shea Givens going back in that. Four dollars. I'm just saying. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Why would Shea Given go back into that lineup? Just give Lee Grant one bad outing. He he True. had a great he had a great match here, but he has one. I'll bad say match. this: Lee Grant looks like he played in the championship last year. No, no, I know, but like he's an athletic, fairly tall dude. Yes, Shane Given has the body. Shay, Shay, Shay. Who's Shane? Who's Shane Given? You're thinking of Shane Long. <laughs> Shay Given, Shay Given, looks. Like a forty-year-old because he is. He is. No, and there's no question. If you look, Brian, the eye test. If you look at both of them, you're like, yeah, okay, you're right. that guy's my starting. Lee Grant, that guy's my starting keeper. I agree with you. And he just put out two performances to to give them, you know, a chance. I'm mean, I'm just saying that game. He single-handedly stopped Ibrahimovic from having a hat trick. Shea Given, where was he? Where was he, Shea Given, when I, think- I triple captain? Ibra. According to you, Shea Given was in his wheelchair down at the retirement home feeding the ducks at the pond. Yeah, That's getting some it... help from his brother Shane. <laughs> uh, Twin brother Shane. Shane, Shane, Shane and Shea. Sucks for Manchester United that they that they had their greatest performance of the entire year in this match and Did, could only get one. You, he's, Brian's referencing Mourinho said that after the game. Do yes. you think, watching that game, did, did you think that was their best performance? I only saw the second half. So it was good. I thought for sure that it was it once they scored, I thought this is gonna be exactly like the other Stoke matches where Stoke was it was competitive all the way through to fold. this point. Yep. And here comes two or three goals coming. I thought and it didn't happen. And then that one moment of of lousy defending. Yep. And Joe Allen in the right place at the right time, and they get a draw. Amazing. Good for Stoke. Stoke totally, totally squeaked one out. Scott, I'm not even going to ask you if you watched it because I know you hate United, which I can't wait for two weeks. Wasn't the Ryder Cup awesome? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Uh, I was glued Sunday oh, man. to the tube. Oh, yeah. Uh, between the morning and afternoon soccer and Arsenal's game, which we'll get to in a minute, and then Ryder Cup. Uh, for us American blokes, was that was weekend. fantastic. Tottenham. Two Manchester City nil match of the weekend. Kolarov with an own goal yeah, followed up game. by Della Ali. Uh, there are three questions to be asked about this match. Number yeah. one, Harry who? Yeah, exactly. Number two, KDB. Oh man, they missed him. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Pep said that it wouldn't have mattered had he been in there in this match. That's wrong. I tend to think that that's manager talk. That's 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 him well, trying to okay. deflect. Well, what... but Spurs. I think it's the way that Spurs so dominated them. Well, I'll say this, and and I I picked this up from uh, Kyle. Uh, what's it? Oh, Kyle? Kyle Martinez. Thank you, Thank you. Kyle Martinez. Forgive me, Kyle, for forgetting your last name. First off, he said on the broadcast, he said Pochettino when he first got his first managing job in La Liga was managing for Espanol, played Pep, who's managing Barcelona. They played in a cup match and Espanyol beat them. Hmm. And what he was referencing is that Pochettino walked into the locker room in that game and said, we're going to press them. And everyone looked at him like he was crazy. He goes, no, that's what we're going to do. We're not going to let them play from the back and we're going to press them. That's what Spurs did. Same type of, and 
they they dominated them. Now, KDB would have made a difference, but it might not have made a difference in the result of the match because no. Spurs were so good. It is ironic, you know. It's you know the the opponent obviously is the major part in this, and that's Spurs in this match. But it is uh, ironic that KDB goes out. City's results change. You said this to your credit a couple weeks ago. Hey, City's kind of been playing a little bit lighter of a schedule. They haven't had any injuries. What happens when they start playing some teams? They have an injury to KDB, and then all of a sudden, like you predict, like you want to you want to predict any other City injuries this week, Scott? I... Because you seem to predict one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, good prediction. Brian didn't know that I am the voodoo priestess he was referencing <laughs> oh, no! with his Liverpool. Scott's a voodoo priestess. Uh, no, that but... makes so much sense. <laughs> Oh, what a twist at the end of the episode. Um, no, but your comment about not letting them play out of the back and pressing them is actually a perfect lead into my third question. Claudio Bravo, what gives? Let me give you a Claudio Bravo stat. Oh, I tell you, go please. Before, I'm gonna I lose have my... got a Claudio Bravo stat that is going to make you say what? Claudio Bravo going into this match tied with Hugo Lloris for the best save percentage of all goalkeepers for the season. 77.8%. Not buying it. He had six saves in this match, including the PK save on Lamella's lame. You know who's putting supposed to take the that? lame in Lamella. Nice. Hey, Lamella Sanchez that ball. Yes, he did. He got into an argument on the field with Son. That was Son's ball. And, and Danny Rose tried to come over to mediate. There's a story on the and a lot of people picked up on it. I saw it in the Daily Mail. Danny Rose tried to come over to stop it. It the the match of the day, the BBC match of the day crew said that it was obviously uncomfortable. Son tried to take it. Everyone agreed he's the guy in form. What are you doing, Eric Lamella? And I there was is this a seniority thing or what? Lamella he uh Lamella comes in and I can't. And I love Sanchez it. Is I love the, that he the missed PK. it. He Sanchez the PK. Most clubs, and he got and he got blocked. Most clubs have fantastic. a pecking order. Like there's an, yeah. a known order, and so then you go with the guys that are on the field, obviously, and you start at the top of the list, who's on the field, and then you get down to you know the first guy on the list, who's on the pitch. And Son, if he's higher up on the list than Lamella is, and they're yeah. both on the pitch, that is Son's to take. Well, I bet Lamella doesn't start next game. He's go. He goes back to the. He's expendable, right? Absolutely, he's expendable. He's expendable. Yeah, for Jensen. What a hey, jerk. What a jerk. So the point is, though, Claudio Bravo, for as skittish and weird he, as he's been, has been statistically not just good, tied for the best as far as sa- as in terms of save percentage. I'm going to give credit to City for that as opposed to Bravo. Who? Kolarov? I'm just saying they hold the ball in possession so long, the other team just don't get many shots. All I know is this. From the eye test, Bravo is is horrible. I can't get over, in my opinion, how horrible They're in the top. Bravo is. And another thing, Tottenham, to their credit, was pressing them at, at least at halftime. And I don't know where the end of the stats game were, but Bravo was leading the team in passes, completed mm-hmm. passes at halftime. Mm-hmm. That is not what you want. And if Pep brought him in to just be a passing goalkeeper, maybe that's it. I don't know. But all I know is this. He looks he always looks he looks unsure coming out of the box to, to play balls. He looks unsure when crosses are coming in. He looks unsure on set pieces. Claudio Bravo is horrible. And he will be the downfall 
to City's title run. That is very dramatic. I yeah. like your stance. I like the strong stance. I disagree. You're right on the stats. The problem when your goalkeeper is your best passer, at least statistically speaking, is that one mistake equals one goal. Usually, and he looks shaky. Someone all the time. in the midfielder in the defense can make a mistake and get away with it because there's someone else behind him. Yeah. Bravo doesn't have that luxury. So he's got to be perfect to avoid the goals. It makes for a rough fantasy. They talked about it in the match about yeah. Pep wanting the goalkeeper to play, quote unquote, with his feet. And yep. how, what, a, what a risky maneuver that is anyway. Yep. And Bra- and Bravo is uh, it feels like that, but he's gotten the, he's on the plus side of it right now. Tottenham's upcoming schedule at West Brom, at Bournemouth, Leicester at Arsenal. It's First not place, question mark. This they're yeah. the last unbeaten team. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal's going to handle them when they come to the Emirates oh, okay. in November six, I think. <laughs> sure, right. Handle. But until then, until then, it seems fairly speaking of light. Handling, speaking of handling. <laughs> Burnley nil, Arsenal one. Koscielny scoring with his elbow. Hey, listen, I already had to prove to you this morning, and anyone else in this world that wants to think that Koscielny was offsides because Chamberlain kicked it, wrong. Tweet at me at grapes seven seven zero. I will tweet show it you, and we'll retweet. You're it right. From fair our enough. Account. I will tweet it from my account. Fan, uh, the fantasy soccer account will retweet it. The picture of Koscielny's foot in front of Chamberlain's that I screenshot. So I can prove to the world that Koscielny kicked it into his own arms, not <laughs> Chamberlain. Hence, he is not offsides. Listen, we referenced it earlier. Burnley came into this game hoping for a point. No way, I think, that they ever think they would actually win. They thought a home draw would be great. Technically, it would be. And they had nine men on the box line yeah. pretty much the entire game. Never gave Arsenal space on the outside. Giroud was was not fit, so he wasn't even in the side. So there was no real crossing. Um, there was no real real f- a central forward sort of uh, like cross it into the box, head it in threat. You know, Sanchez is, is you know he's a you know, five foot eight, five foot six guy. But bottom line is, it they they in footballing terms they parked the bus, double bus, and as as brother Matt said. They have a hell of a parking break. So uh, Arsenal, listen, this is a game, and and we're going to move on quickly. But this is a game, because I could go on for forever and ever about this. But in the past, this was a game that Arsenal either drew and or lost, like gave up, because they almost gave up a goal in this game. Sam Vokes was particularly wasteful. Yep. They had, to Burnley's credit, they had a couple counters. Yep. Where they had decent attempts on target and de- decent attempts on the goal, Czech had to make a couple of good saves. Those went in against Liverpool. That was the difference between this yeah. match and the Liverpool Burnley match. Was those counters went in? They had two shots on target, yeah. two goals. Yeah. In this match, they didn't, and Arsenal was able to get their goal at the end. Yeah. That was the difference. And that's that goal in the end, Scott. You've alluded to before, you because you've often wondered this about Liverpool, right? You're like, when are we going to get the goal in the end when that we? maybe didn't deserve mm-hmm. or maybe we did deserve but like that last little finishing touch like it just comes out of nowhere you're like oh my gosh yeah arsenal hasn't had that since you know in the last five years and you know really since van Persie left charmed life this year charmed life you're breaking all sorts sometimes, of barriers sometimes you get a little lucky and listen walcott i'll talk about walcott for a second mm-hmm. and it's only going to be for a second he still continues to be a great value at 7.7 42 fantasy points 
last five weeks, 5, 2, 13, 8, and 6, he's talked about there being a different mentality. I think he's matured a little bit over the summer, not being picked by the England squad, being benched last year uh, by Arsenal or by, by Wenger. He looks a different player. His work rate looks better. His discipline works looks better, and his finishing has been better this year. He has not Cameron Jerome anything yet. So I'm just saying, listen, there's uh, as a fan, listen, I'd love to say, well, yeah, we ran over them for nothing, but I was just happy for a goal at the end of that thing. Sure. I got a quick limerick for you, Dave. Bring it. For the time being, Burnley's matches I'll spurn. When they are on TV, the channel I'll turn. They're a dud of a bomb. They're worse than West Brom. In fact, I've decided to call them West Burn. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, West Burn. A sick burn on West Burn. West Burn. It's happening. Scott Burn Burn. <laughs> Last match of the weekend. Nothing to see here. Hopefully he played some defenders. Leicester nil. Southampton nil. Glad I have Virgil. You got Morgan, Huther, Fuchs, clean sheet points there. Schmeichel was back. Nothing for Vardy, Slamani, Long, Austin. None of those guys. We'll say this is a more impressive this is a more impressive point for Southampton. Yes. One clean sheet against at Leicester since two thousand and one. Southampton has had six clean sheets in a row. Yeah. Yeah, they've they're their upcoming schedule, Burnley at City, you don't like that. Chelsea at Hull. They had this run last year, too. and We jumped on that right away, and we were talking about it quite a bit. We haven't talked about it the, as much this year. It's been quiet, but uh, it is an impressive run. Is it worth mentioning that Vardy pretty much couldn't handle a one-on-one with the goalkeeper, Brian? Yes. <sighs> here's here's yeah. your Vardy stat. Since his 11-game scoring, 11 matches in a row. Last year, at the beginning of scoring, last year. He has only scored nine times in his last twenty-nine matches. No, so he scored in nine. Nine. He has scored in nine of his last twenty-nine. Right. Twelve total goals in his right. last twenty-nine matches after eleven. Wow. Eleven games. I did not put him in my top ten strikers. I don't think when the season started. Isn't it funny how different one season can be to the next? Igalo, nothing. We're talking about benching him. You know, Vardy, very little. Uh, you know, Slamani, if anything, is your better play at, at striker for Leicester. Just fascinating how much difference a year can make. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Scott, that brings us to the end of the games. We made it. International uh, break. I hate international breaks, but you know what? We'll you know have, what? what? We'll have another podcast next week. We'll have, we'll some have fun a fantastic week. preview because there was a lot of stuff we did not get to That's right. today. So listen, for David, uh, for Scott, Brian, Yo. we will be back next week. Make sure and catch us fantasysoccerfc.com at fantasysoccerfc on Twitter and we'll see you next time yeah